1: Here we go. Hour two on a great day for talk radio. Our panel's coming by shortly. But before we get to our panel on this sweltering Wednesday afternoon, uh, we're going to talk about uh, heat in public discourse and the rhetoric that's certainly been amped up of late. Mark Stein has joined us from somewhere on the East Coast, the international best-selling author and host of The Mark Stein Show. Mark, how you doing?
0: Uh, I'm not as sweltering uh, as you. It's uh, it's quite cool in the uh, hills and lakes. But uh, wh- what did you say it was? 34? Yeah. 34 degrees? Yes. So that's, uh, well, that's low uh, 93 or something, isn't it? In, <laughs> uh, in the real... Uh, I, I My view, actually, is that we didn't have all this global warming until we switched from Fahrenheit to Celsius. And <laughs> that's what caused... Because in the old days, you know... It would be like 53 and cloudy, and then it would be, uh, you know, 74 and sunny, and you think, oh, that's quite warm. And then ever since (laughs) we switched to Celsius, where it's all within a much tighter band, you can't uh, differentiate in the same way. So we've had to go up to 34, and then they had to invent the Humidex, so it feels like 42 And I I blame it all. If we'd stuck with Fahrenheit, we wouldn't have any of this global warming. And then you'd still have your pipelines and your oil and gas. And (laughs) Alberta wouldn't be headed for the economy of Chad. Uh, So I blame it all on the conversion of Celsius from Fahrenheit to Celsius.
1: Well, you ticked a lot of boxes here for me in one fell swoop. But uh, I was impressed that you did the conversion from, like, uh, 34 to 93. Obviously, (laughs) uh, not a product of grade 6 math in Ontario. I mean, uh, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm, I I I still remember the the sort of handover, and so I I've got gotten used to. And I also, you know, I live on the border, so like when you go from uh, New Hampshire to Quebec, you have all those. The first thing you see as you drive into Quebec is one of those signs. Uh, where it uh, where it uh, says you're going from miles to kilometres, so you got that you know old folks home approaching, slow down <laughs> to hundred and twenty, and if you've come from New Hampshire, you think, well, it's the least I can do. Give the give the uh, give, give the dear little old seniors with their walkers a chance. Very sporting. Uh, so. Uh, so I, I, you know, if you live on the border, you get used to you. you swing both ways on these uh, units and measures. Uh, you, you know, I, I I live in a binary uh, world, as they say uh, these days.
1: Well, are people changing apparel because they know they're going from like ninety three in New Hampshire? Suddenly it's thirty uh, four. Whoa! I've got to change into something.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's right. That's when you go from you 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 take off your uh, what was it? Tom was talking about the polyester suit. Right. You don't want to. You you can. You don't want to. We uh, when it's like forty two with the humidex. you you're. you're like just static electricity. They don't need oil and gas in Alberta. The static electricity from your polyester suit is enough to power the whole of Canada. Right.
1: It becomes form-fitting at some point, I think, that's after right. 40 degrees. Let me talk about something else that's heated up. It's this rhetoric, and i got to ask, because I'm sure you're watching the hearings for this Judge Kavanaugh. And earlier today, uh, Lindsey Graham, the South Carolina uh, Republican uh, senator, was remarking on political polarization and the obstruction that's taking place now i mean people are they their bark the thing started yesterday and uh the chair of the whole committee in the hearing didn't even get two words out of his mouth before he was being chirped and uh no. the heckling had started and yet i dial back last week at the mccain funeral all this lip service being paid to civility and bipartisanship and uh, everybody being chummy and so on and so forth where did that go
0: well the lesson of that is that uh Everybody, for the media, the bipartisan thing, they always say this when a major Republican dies. The minute a Republican dies, he becomes the standard for what a Republican should be, mainly because he's dead. Uh, to be to be blunt about it, uh, because uh, and then they say, "Oh, why can't more Republicans be like uh, like Ronald Reagan?" They loathed and despised him until he was in his casket, and then they, why can't more Republicans be like Ronald Reagan or Barry Goldwater or whoever it is? And now it happens to be uh, uh, John McCain because while they're alive, unfortunately. Uh, the opposition to them doesn't just think they're wrong on public policy matters, they think they're evil. So, for example, at this judge's uh, confirmation hearing at the Senate, you had women protesting. Uh, dressed out of *The Handmaid's Tale* by uh, by uh, Margaret Atwood, which uh, which which uh, which uh, was on TV in America a couple of months ago, and apparently uh, on the left they think that's a documentary. They don't realise it's just some cockamamie dystopian fantasy uh, cooked up by some uh, Canadian novelist. They think somebody's gone out and uh, shot all this real life uh, cinema verite documentary footage. From Trump's America, and there were all these <laughs> handmaid's tail women. Uh, so they're in the handmaid's tail women uh, outfits these red robes which confused me actually because that makes them look like canadian <laughs> judges so i was thinking uh, what the hell is going on here why why is the us senate confirming seven judges for the ontario superior court um, so I, I i didn't i didn't know what that was about and uh, but that's how they think and and today there was a, like men walking around uh, c- covered in plastic uh like sort of a giant condom who are saying that they're men for choice and they support this code pink women's group so they they're they're and that's actually 42 with the humidex god knows what it's like (laughs) when you're walking around inside a giant condom all day long uh but uh but but so they think where they think the other side is evil and they think they think this Judge Kavanaugh guy uh, just wants to put women in the old hands made tail outfits and use them as breeding mares uh, on holiday weekends. <laughs> Uh, and they seriously believe that. And, uh, and, there's, and there's not actually, once you decide that, once, once, you're, once you're getting up in the morning and thinking, oh, I'm, I think I'll go to the United States Senate today. Where's my handmaid's <laughs> tail outfit? You, it's not actually possible to have any serious political discussion.
1: Again, with Mark Stein, well, you know, and we see it manifest in different ways. I mean, it's called now the resistance. And even Doug Ford, you know, uh, the new administration here in the province, you've got the elementary teachers union uh, seeking a court injunction against their sex ed uh, curriculum. This is Ford sex ed curriculum. So they're going to court uh, even on his reducing counsel from 47 down to 25, which most legal experts say uh, is his prerogative. Uh, the Trans Mountain Pipeline Challenge. There's another case. Everybody seems like lawfare now is the place to adjudicate these things rather than, you know, the Democratic legislatures. So what's going on with that, Mark? Because the resistance uh, believes that these, uh, you call them evil types, have to be stopped at any cost.
0: Well, I do disagree with, with the, as you put it, the lawfare, because I I think um, essentially nullifying the, the people's vote and telling them that elections make no difference is very dangerous. And I don't think actually the the role of the Supreme Court, where you have these sort of nine uh, robed arbiters of everything that matters, I think is, is actually a perversion of the American Constitution and not what the framers founded. But it is certainly not something... Uh, That is a normal view of life uh, in elsewhere in the common law tradition, uh, like uh, Canada and the rest of the Commonwealth. And so this idea uh, that courts, that judges settle what are essentially uh, public policy questions is is actually a betrayal of uh, of. uh, eight centuries of of, of of jurisprudence in our tradition. And, and the thing about it, the danger of it is you're essentially telling people elections make no difference. Oh, you can elect Doug Ford, but we're going to tie him up in court so he won't be able to do anything. And that's actually a very dangerous lesson to teach a free people. It's not going to end anywhere good if you keep doing that. Well, in that uh,
1: complaint had arisen with the... Uh Ruling by the Federal Court of Appeals there on the Trans Mountain Pipeline. I read an interesting piece in the Post on the Weekend, Rex Murphy, suggesting that Justin Trudeau on this whole file has betrayed the people of Alberta and Canada because he's more beholden to Paris, meaning the climate change agenda, than he is to Calgary. How do you respond?
0: Yeah, I think I think he has a point about that. And I also think uh, the, the, the Rex had a good point in that column. Uh, that moderate politicians, and that includes a lot of uh, what you might call soft conservatives, think that there's a kind of uh, a middle ground where you can meet these people on. And there isn't actually, because they're not doing it in good faith. Their, Their actual position is they want no oil and gas industry in the dominion of Canada from coast to coast to coast. And their objective is that Fort McMurray should look like one of these uh, Atlantic fishing communities uh, where they all used to go out and uh, get the cod and they used to have the ceiling and all the rest of it. And it should be actually uh, reduced to the same state some of those Atlantic communities are. That's That's actually their objective. And so you can't actually find a good faith middle ground with them. And uh, and uh, that's actually that's a critical point of understanding. And they're spending a huge amount of money. Tom Steyer is one of the big billionaires, the the big uh, and his whole big thing is climate change. And he's running candidates and he's talking about uh, maybe running for president himself. These these people actually do not want any kind of oil and gas industry in Alberta. And if that sounds slightly crazy, well, you see now where this ends up. You know, Mark, I've got to
1: ask you finally, you know, on this whole matter of obstructionism by the resistance, uh, it's playing out even on college and university campuses. I don't have to remind you. There was an interesting piece in the post today by John Carpe, the president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. I believe right. you're familiar with him. Yeah, and, and great he, guys. Yeah, he was writing that, you know, where Doug Ford here uh, has said he would withdraw funding from colleges or universities that don't safeguard free speech. He'd like to take it a step further and see them ban uh, the use of security fees that are used by schools as a tool for censorship. In other words, they say, well, you can't have Ann Colder speaking here. Uh, we're going to cost uh, 20000 in security and the student right. union can't or the student group can't pay. Pay for it, the pro-life group or whomever on campus, and so it nullifies their uh, choice of free expression, and so on and so forth. Have you noticed that happening yourself? I mean, maybe you've been in a case where people have shouted you down, or they've used this argument against you.
0: Or but, but oh John- no, no, no! I think I think you're absolutely right there, John. Um, Laura Rosen-Cohen, who's a Toronto blogger, has a great expression, which is that security costs are the new shut up. So basically, they say, "Oh, you still have free speech." But it's going to cost you 25 grand, which doesn't sound so free, uh, especially if you're a small university group. Um, and then you have the additional problem. Uh, so basically, that's the heckler's veto where they send you the invoice afterwards. So it's not just that uh, you're going to be shouted down, but you're going to be shouted down and you're going to have a $25,000 bill. And then whoever's providing the security, whether it's the uh, university police or the local. Uh, uh, constabulary or whoever will say, oh, well, you know, there's uh, you paid. Yes, you paid the 25,000 in security costs. Uh, but look, there's uh, there's some Antifa guy who's going to throw a brick through the window. So we're going to advise you to cancel it on safety grounds uh, or otherwise the insurance people won't pay up for it. So basically, you've got to get control of this thing because that's the university administrations like those those awful, ghastly goons who terrorized and bullied Lindsay Shepard at Wilfred Laurier. They basically use that kind of racket. Say, yes, we still have free speech. Uh, but unfortunately, when the lefties hold a meeting, uh, that costs them zero dollars in security costs. When the right wing guys hold a meeting, we bill them 25 grand. Uh, and that's got to stop. And uh, I, I hope Doug Ford does make that stop
1: great always to talk to you stay cool up there in uh wherever you are in new england the lake district i guess as you said
0: yeah enjoy yeah
1: we'll continue to swelter here in the big Yeah,
0: enjoy the celsius that's your problem you would be much cooler (laughs) when you switch back to fahrenheit take it from me
1: okay i'll take that under advisement maybe i'll start using that going forward everybody will think they're on the surface of the sun it's only 92 (laughs) today Uh, all right good to talk mark we'll do it again real soon Thanks a lot, John. There you go. Mark Stein, international best-selling author, host of The Mark Stein Show.